0: Well, we are into episode 17 of Trail Talk say Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Brad Brown, your host once again this week on this trail running podcast aimed specifically at the South African trail running market. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time to download and listen to this podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. And also uh, following the last episode, where we were chatting uh, exclusively about the Salomon Skyrun that took place Uh, in Lesotho uh, just a few weeks ago with some hectic, hectic storms, some great response from that podcast as well. So if you did pop us a tweet or a Facebook message or an email, thank you so, so much. I really do appreciate your kind words. This week uh, on the show, only one guest for you, but uh, a pretty cool guest at that. And we chatted a little bit about that Skyrun as well, his experience of what happened on the mountain. I'm talking about the founder of a magazine called Go Multi, and Trail Mag Mag, uh, Dion Braun is on this week's show, and we chat a little bit about uh, the magazines, a little bit about the trail running fraternity here in South Africa, some of his favorite races, uh, as well as, like I said, uh, his experience at the recent Skyrun in Lesotho. So without further ado, let's get straight into this week's show. Well, this week on Trail Talk SA, really cool to have uh, the founder of uh, the Go Multi magazine and uh, the Trail magazine as well, Dion Braun on the show, who's uh, a bit of an an all-rounder, does a bit of everything, although focusing a lot on trail running right now. Dion, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for chatting.
1: Brad, pleasure to be here. Thank you very much.
0: Dion, I wanted to touch base with you. There's, there's been a bit of news on, on your front this, this week that I wanted to sort of touch on. You also ran uh, the infamous, what is now the infamous, Skyrun uh, <laughs> a week and a bit ago. Uh, and I wanted to chat to you a little bit about that as well. Before we get into that that trail running side of things, let's talk a little bit about Go Multi. A uh, big announcement you guys made this week that you, after a long time, you, you're stopping the print run, but you're still going to be involved on the online side of things from Go Multi. Tell us a little bit about uh, the decision that brought that on.
1: That's right, Brad. Um, yeah, ten years in, um, we saw, and even in our in our own lives, how we're getting more and more information from from the online side of things, and I think that Go Multi was just um, in that in that realm where pretty much. You know, um, people were looking for information, that kind of information, online to a large degree. Not to say that long form journalism isn't alive and very, very well, as we see with trail, but there were, because we had different sports, uh, we just found that support from some of the industries wasn't quite there. So we had really great uh, support from the running industry, trail running, even though Trail magazine cannibalized it to a degree, there was a lot of crossover. And in fact, a lot of people, did subscribe to both magazines, and we are eternally grateful to them for that. But just because we didn't really have that big segment of of advertising from um, from one of the industries, and it was just slowly sliding away because they were, I think they were feeling the pinch of the recession. Um, it just really, from a financial point of view, the passion is still there, but it just wasn't really worth our while, you know, uh, paying people salaries. Um, getting the magazine out is an expensive thing to print because you know print has got some incredible um benefits um and and the attributes are great you know digital is kind of just passing passes by so quickly but print definitely has that that longevity um which people do love and some some brands want that but uh long story short we thought hey maybe time for a, for a change um the industry is at a very interesting um, junction, and uh, more and more people are getting information from from the web. Um, we you know absolutely are passionate about um, cross cross training being um, fit across several disciplines and still big believers in it um, but you know we just looked at the the reality that some of the industries are going through. Um, a tight tight spot um they're they 're cutting their spend, and so you know they they were just saying, We know we 'd really like to help you um, but we we 're going to focus on the niche magazines, and that 's pretty much why um, go multi is going to continue as a strong, strong website, and um you know you 're going to see in the next few months we 're going to really overhaul it and and just bring in a lot of functionality. Uh, whereas and and on the trail side we're going to do the same. We're going to launch TrailMag.co.za um, as it's on its own site, um, and then and really strengthen the the print side of that.
0: Dianna, I find it interesting. You 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 mentioned the, the the sort of that it's gone more niche, and and that's I think that's I mean if you look at just the the history of of print mags over the last couple of years. I mean, and I'm going to use the example of of a Sports Illustrated uh, shutting up shop. I think that's probably a prime example of that where where, where they, they were trying to sort of cover all bases, but but people who, who might have been interested in rugby were, were buying a rugby magazine, and people who are interested in cricket were buying a cricket magazine. Whereas the online side of things, the barriers to entry uh, from, a, from a, a... You still need the resources for finding the information and that sort of thing, but you're not printing a, a physical magazine, so the costs of actually getting that information out there are a lot lower. So it allows you to 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 sort of also get the 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 information out quicker and and it allows it, it's it's in more real time i don't know if, if that's probably a, a good way to sum it up
1: definitely it's in more it's in real time and you could have 100 contributors writing on a on their niche topic and and they could be really really good and you can get that out within a day so people are looking for that kind of um immediacy they're looking for fresh updates and the last thing people want to do nowadays is read about some race that happened six months ago unless as in the case of trail we you look at it you you write it from a really really interesting perspective and you almost make it a novel you almost make it a short novel just like the the um the journalists in the 1950s in the states with their gonzo journalism they 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 brought in this whole blend between a novel and and nonfiction, and you know it was a new genre and that's what people, are, I think, are looking for. They're looking for something they can read, and it's got emotion, and it's got the, the people angle more than anything else. They want to really feel that passion, and um, trail runners are looking for that. There's absolutely no doubt. They, they love. We, we, we're a tribe of people who love regaling stories. Um, you know, hey, this happened, and this happened, and that's definitely going to happen with um, this year's Skyrun. That's yeah. just one example,
0: and, and I'm sure those stories are going to get bigger and more intense as the time goes on, <laughs> on as well. But we'll we'll touch on your experience of that Skyrun in a moment. But but it's it's interesting. You you talk about the trail and that community, and 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 you said that uh, the, the trail mags almost cannibalised the Go Multi, but but you seeing tremendous growth on on the trail mag side of things, and and it's a really nice niche, and, and the sports really growing. I mean, when I touched base with you early in the week, you said something uh, very interesting to me, and. And it sort of struck home that, and, and I think your exact words were, is, is trail running is where mountain biking was maybe five, six years ago.
1: Yeah, Brad, I, w- I would say it's maybe where it was maybe 10 or 12 years ago, where it was really just starting to turn over a big year. And I think we're exactly at that spot right now. So I think in another five to 10 years, it's going to be at its pinnacle. Um, and and they're very exciting times. And I think that's... We've got so many city slickers. People are so urbanized now that people increasingly want to get away um, out of the city on the weekends. And if you look at the, the the global population, 80% of the world's population actually lives at the coast. So that means only 20% of the people are in the mountains. So there's this, it's just like the Industrial Revolution. Everyone was forced out of their homes to go and work in these horrible factories. And now everyone's heading back to home so they can work just like you do, um, occasionally, they can work on a laptop. They can work anywhere in the world, um, and I think the same is happening. We've all been sent down to the coast, like river water, and now we're saying, "Hey, wait! But there's something in my soul that makes me want to go and run in the mountains again." And um, I think that's a very exciting time in the in the history of the human race, and yeah. we're part of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, on the trail front, it's. I mean, I'm seeing it. I, I mean, I work from home, but I, I still am a city slicker. I'm I'm based up in Joburg, but I'm seeing more and more people. Uh, and not just heading out on weekends, but there, there's some pretty cool, and 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 you just need to look. But there's some pretty cool trails in and around Jo'burg. I mean, that that spray Sprays fantastic, and more and more people are running that. So I mean, the sport is definitely on the up.
1: There's absolutely no doubt about that. And I think even when I'm running, um, I, I live in Durban. When I run through the suburbs, I'm off road almost. Well, I'm off road almost all the time um, because I, I find areas that I can run on on grassy curbs. I, I try and stay off the tar only when I'm crossing roads. So you you can be a trail runner even in the city. And and they're, they're incredible places. Like you say, Bram sprayed in, in Johannesburg. There's Demos here in Durban. If you look, there are trails everywhere. They really are everywhere. They're between houses. Um, in Cape Town, they're along the Flays. So you get some incredible running. You just need to look out for it. It's
0: there. Yeah, we're not going to mention Cape Town because that's just one big trail. I tell you, they are so <laughs> blessed down in the Western Cape.
1: Yeah, know. We, uh, we we feel really sorry for those guys.
0: <laughs> that's why the weather. That's why the weather's terrible half the time. That's it. Yeah,
1: that's they had to, we had to even it out.
0: <laughs> it's payback for the cool trails. Beautiful. And, and then Dale, uh, Dion, talking about uh, horrible weather. Let, let's touch on that Skyrun experience of yours. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was manic. I mean, we chatted to a couple of the guys uh, last week here on Trail Talk SA, and touched on it and and really really like sort of found out what it was like in in your experience uh t- tell me what it was like for you
1: well it starts at all fairly um sedate you know you're you're on this if if you've ever been to skyrun it starts in one of the main roads you know it's it's lady gray so there are not many people in the in the entire village but you know you start at four o'clock in the morning you're on tar road the mountains are above you you can't see them it's dark um, you know, it was drizzling maybe. So, you know, you, you think, well, it's going to be fine. And so some people were in shorts and they didn't have all their, um, kits on, but then as you get up into the mountain, um, it starts, it started getting windier, you know? And I remember that from last year as well. I remember being on one of the saddles last year and the wind was just howling through. It was almost impossible to put on a, on a rain jacket or a windbreak because the, you, if you held out your rain jacket, it was literally—it was horizontal. There, there was no way you, you had to. It was almost impossible to get your hand through it. But luckily, this year the wind, where the wind was strong, but it, it didn't start off too strong, and it only started probably, maybe five, four, four, five hours into into the run. And um, yeah, some people did get caught. Unfortunately, they got soaked. Um, and you know, when you soaked and you cold, and there's sleet it's very difficult to get warm again, so people were getting into hypothermic situations, which was bad
0: yeah it's uh, it's by all accounts it was it was quite hectic up there on the mountain and you've i mean we chatted briefly on my radio show on the weekend as well, and I wanted to get into it, but obviously time wise wasn't uh, didn't really allow us to but you've written a really cool article on and it 's on uh the go multi website at the moment, and I link to it too uh, in the show notes to this episode, just where you you sort of get really, I don't want to say philosophical about it, but you, you, you took some big lessons out of, out of that run.
1: Definitely. You know, you, you never actually stop learning. Uh, even Ian Don Washup, who is a really, really good runner, everyone respects him. He's got incredible experience. He lives in the Drakensberg. He got caught out as well. So, you know, sometimes the lesson for me is that sometimes we look up at the mountains and we say, "Ah, oh, you know what? It's, it's going to be like this or it's going to be like that. But they change, it changes up there so fast that you, you really need to be prepared for the very worst. So I would say if it, if it was a metaphor for life, it's um, when you're on your journey, have everything you need. Be prepared for the unexpected because it's, it is going to be, it's going to come and visit you. Um, so that definitely was um, the, the big lesson. Um, and yeah, you know, it really caught a lot of people um, off guard. And, and, the, and we're, you're running along those ridges. So the wind is coming from the Lesotho side, and it's just pumping through at about 80 k's an hour. Um, if you stop to eat, you start getting cold. If you stand in the wind, you get cold. If you if you go on the lee side of the wind, then it's absolutely still, and you think, wow, it's, the wind has died down. But the fact is, it's still pumping. It's just the mountain that's actually protecting you. So a big lesson for everyone. Um, and I think, I think the organizers also learned to – A serious lesson from the mountains. Um, So for next year, things have to change. The 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 safety etc. can't be exactly like it was. But I can't blame them because you know they did like we did. They they based their assumption on well what is it like at the moment? But in four or five hours, things can change very quickly.
0: Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's quite interesting. I mean, you you've done a few of these things now, and and you get to run a a lot of really cool trail runs uh, and races here in South Africa. I think South Africans in general sort of and, and it's not just around the sky run, we take a lot of things weather wise for granted because we live in an amazing country where we don't have the massive extremes like you do possibly in Europe where summers are, are wonderful but the winters are really brutal. Yes, things can change here, but when they change they don't really change that dramatically. But but the skyrun went and showed us that things can get really hectic really quickly
1: incredibly quickly and and you're right um you know they have fatalities in in races um, overseas i remember i think about a year ago in one of the races i think a spanish girl died um she was a top top trail runner so and and so it shows that people do get caught out there as well but i mean those were really really extreme well below zero temperatures now the temperatures we were in were touching below zero as well you know with the wind chill factor but luckily we, we weren't going to be stuck in really really high mountains all night. Um, but you're humble. Eh? When you're up there, and you realize, wow, you know, we're only at what 2,600 or 2,700 meters, but to get down, it's going to take four or five hours. You don't always have that time. And if you become hypothermic, and if you're on your own, then you toast. But um, one of the girls was actually carried down in a, in a sleeping bag because she just couldn't move her legs. Um, so it does humble you, and it makes you realize, wow, um, next time I need to be super, super cautious. Um and then I actually had another experience with um some baboons that attacked a mate and myself. We we were in the Umtanvuma nature reserve in in, in, in southern KZN and, and same story. You know, you sometimes go on a run and you and you don't I mean this when I say a mate, I'd I'd met this guy the day before and um he said, Well, let's go for a run. So I thought it was gonna be about a ten K run, but it ended up into a five and a half, nearly six hour run. We were down in the valley, we couldn't get up because there were cliffs so if, you, if you're if you new to trail running, the, the trick always is be prepared for the worst and if, if you're running with somebody, make sure that you have consensus on what the run is going to entail because it's easy to get down to a river and then say, why don't we just run along the river and we'll just go up the cliffs here and then you get there and then you can't get up the cliffs. So quite a lesson.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, <laughs> it, it, it is quite difficult to, to sort of get that sort of thing right. And then Dion, just to wrap things up, I, I mean, I mentioned that you get to run some really cool trail runs with what you do for for a living. Well, mm-hmm. what what are some? I mean, I always ask, like every time I chat to to like a Ryan Sands or an AJ Collins, just to to sort of get their take on what the must run races and, and runs are in South Africa. I'm going to ask you the same question.
1: Well, you know what? To be honest, I haven't run as many as I should, so I know that Three Peaks, for example, in Cape Town, is meant to be wow a classic. But there are so many in Cape Town, KZN, there's Mwene, you know, it would, it would, it would be wrong to, to mention, um, ones and say, well, these are the ones you should do, but the ones that I've done that I really enjoy, definitely Skyrun, definitely the Otter, um, and yeah, then I've run some overseas as well, I've done the, uh, the, the Dodo Trail, and the Royal Raid, both of them in Mauritius, and then I've run in the Himalayas as well, so it's nice to have the, that variety, and just, you know, just, just kind of, Experience the, you know, the different personalities of the mountains around the world. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, there are a lot more runs that that need to be done. So I would say, speak to other runners and hear what they recommend. And there've been some classic runs in the last two years or so. Um, I mean, bad weather in Moeni had hectic snowfall, and it was also freezing. People also nearly got lost, and those are classic ad- adventures. You know, so the, the thing is just to. Be prepared, and um, then you can have fun, and at least you can look back and have a good laugh one day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. classic adventures and very cool stories come out of them too.
1: They do, they do (laughs) absolutely. You look back and you go, "Wow, those were the days!" And actually, you know, life is so short that you need to have those adventures. And I think trail running is just one of the one of the best. It really is. It's probably the best way to to experience our planet. Such a beautiful planet, and um, you know, you're on your own feet using your wits to stay alive, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely.
0: Dion, uh, if people want to find out, find where you guys are online, what's the, the web address, and you guys on Twitter and Facebook and that as well, where can they find you?
1: Okay, absolutely. trailmag.co.za, that will take you to um, the page hosted on gomulti.co.za, so that's just G-O-M-U-L-T-I, and then our Twitter and Facebook handles are gomulti and TrailZA as in South Africa, so Trail ZA.
0: Cool. Dion. what I'll do is I'll link uh, to all of those links from the show notes for this episode of Trail Talk SA as well, so if people want to link through, they can go straight from from this page on our website, and then they can find you there as well. Thanks for the chat. Uh, it's always awesome. great to catch up, and yeah, I look forward to, to chatting again soon.
1: Awesome, Brad. Such a privilege. Thank you very, very much, and all the very best for, uh, for your podcast. What a great show.
0: And that's a wrap for this week's show. Slightly shorter than normal, but I hope you enjoyed it. Nonetheless, uh, I love chatting to Dion. What an amazing guy. Uh, And I'm sure we'll be hearing lots more of him here on Trail Talk SA. As always, if you want to be in touch, you can tweet us at Trail Talk SA. You can also pop us an email, podcast at trailtalksa.coza. Or if you'd like, uh, you can head on to Facebook and leave us a message there as well. Just search for us on Facebook. It's uh, pretty easy to find us. Uh, We are... Trail Talk SA. So until next week, have yourself a superb one. Looking forward to spending some more time with you then uh, as we head into the holiday season and uh, another episode of Trail Talk SA coming your uh, coming your way in a week from now. From myself, Brad Brown, have a good one and we'll chat soon. Cheers.